Welcome to This Is Only a Test, episode 22, recorded August 4th, 2010. I'm Will Smith. Uh, with me today, as always, uh, my dear friend Norman Chan. How you doing, Norm? I'm doing all right. You, nothing witty to say at this point. Just kind of, I'm all right. Nope. Okay. That's also joining us in the in the tested podcast studio today is uh, my dear friend Norm's friend Gary Witta. Give it up for Gary. I don't have anything witty to say either. Really, this is going to be a great podcast, and I'm really looking forward to <laughs> all the witty banter and and. Uh, Exciting chit chat that we can bring to uh, well, internet listeners, all eight or ten of you. If you start low, it only gets better. So you're saying lowered expectations make everybody happier. Not expectations, just start off low. Lower the expectations, then fail to meet them. That's that's my strategy. There you go. So uh, so what's everybody been into? What have, what have you guys been testing recently? Start with you, Gary. What's what, what's what's a? Uh, I mean, I know you're not an official tester, but as our our Testy. Mac fanboy correspondent. I think is what they'd call you if you were on the Daily Show. What 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 have you, have you been into the Magic Trackpad, the Magic as, Battery Charger? As, as the Apple correspondent in residence, I guess. Yes, yes, I I have indeed. I did pick up the Magic Trackpad, and I did also pick up the uh, Battery Charger, the Magic Battery Charger. I'm 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 so I'm so glad to see that Apple finally have uh, that. There's now a battery charger on the market for that you, you can buy. Right, it's just for you. The thing I don't understand is why is the Trackpad Magic, but the Battery Charger not. It should be the magic battery charge. I, I kind of feel like that now, you know, the way they put I in front of everything. Yeah, it's their brand. Sh- everything should be magic now. That's part Everything's of their magical. Shit. Exactly. You take a battery right. and you use it so it's exhausted, but then you plug it back into the wall and it fills up again. That's pretty magical, wouldn't you say? Yeah. It's almost like an onion story, but in yeah. real life. So yeah. these, these purchases were non-decisions for you. You saw that Apple released two new products under 100 bucks, and... Bam, Bam, right to the, the store. The tr- the, okay, so yeah, I mean, I was. They, they are. There's a little bit of Apple fanboyism in in each of these. I've not. The trackpad is is not something that I personally have been crying out for. Okay. I'm not a big laptop user. I don't. I'm not. But you have an iMac. I mean, I would think you're, I have an you're iMac, that guy. And I love my. Ma- I hated the Mighty Mouse. Love the Magic Mouse, and I've been very happy with my Magic Mouse ever since I first got it when it first came out. Okay, it came with the the 2009 iMac that yeah, I yeah yeah very happy with it. It's a nice mouse if, and you, I, if you're and not I, playing games. And I use the trackpad on my uh, MacBook Pro, but I don't use my MacBook Pro anymore any, that much since I got the iPad. So I haven't. It's not like I'm I'm a tr- big trackpad guy, and I've been screaming out for a trackpad. But they brought this thing out. It looks sexy. Sixty nine bucks. What the hell? I'll, I'll give it a yeah, try. Yeah, I mean, it's a throwaway for a yeah, Mac. Yeah, we'll give, we'll give it a try. And so I had it set up for a couple of days. Um, Back in the drawer already? The setup is very... I don't want to bore people with it, but the setup is very un-Apple-like. And, it's and hard for an Apple product. It's quite difficult. There's no there's no immediate software update that comes with it. You have to you have to Bluetooth it, yeah. pair it as a mouse, yes. and then only as you've got it paired will Apple then allow you to download the software. And none of this oh, is Oh, no, explained. no, they fixed that. Now, oh, they did? Yeah, the software update went out to everybody last okay, week. Okay, good. When I yeah. first got it, that's not how it worked. Yeah, on day, on day one, they hadn't really stopped it. Was, yeah, it was, it was it quite up. poor. Yeah. Um, but they, okay, so I'm glad they fixed that. So I played around with it for a bit, and, you know, it's 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 quite nice. I mean, 
as trackpads go, it is about as good an implementation of one as I as I think you could possibly hope for. At the end of the day, they do make the best trackpads. You know, I, I like laptops, the, you know, the glass. No, and, no question. Yeah. And if you like that super sheeny feel as your fingers, I just like gestures. Glide. I mean, that's my thing. Is I like you the like gestures. the gestures yeah. and the four finger swipe down for expose and things like that. Beautiful. It's very nice. But at the end of the day, I just you know I've been using a mouse for many many years now. It takes something pretty astonishing to want you to change that whole control paradigm, and and it didn't quite do it for me. So I've got it there. So you your know, official it, verdict is not magic enough. Not quite magical enough okay. for me. Norm, will, you. Um, I think it is the first Apple product in a long time that I look at it and I can clearly see this is a first-gen product. So you were expecting screens and pressure wanted, sensitivity want, and all sorts of crazy screens. stuff under yeah. there. Well, yeah, what would you want to see in the I, second I want pre- pre- pressure sensitivity. Well, you can, you can do tap for click, right? Well, no, no, you no, can't, no. You can't, he means like, different layers, strengths. Like, like a Wacom can detect, you know, a thousand levels of pressure sensitivity. How would you, how would you imagine that being useful to you? So you, then you have hover. Then if you hover over something... Oh. You can then you can depress right. more. It, it brings and then back it clicks. the mouse over, the, you know, the mouse over attribute to computer to touch to touch. Oh, I which see. is what touch doesn't have right now. Yes. And I then see. obviously you can see it being you know integrated with iPad with the screen later on. So you know, three years down the line, this could be awesome. I also don't think that OS 10 is ready for it yet. I think OS 11 will have many more um, touch features built directly into Finder and the UI. There are or or the that, next version of OS There 10, are right? plenty of people out there who love trackpads who will, I think, you know, get into using this right away. Uh, because, you know, right now you either love the Magic Mouse or you go find a, a third-party mouse. This is a, it's nice to have the alternative, but uh, for me it's, it's nothing but a, um, you know, a, a backup control device for like a second well, machine or something. Like I mean, and the thing, the thing we talked about last week a little bit is that the reason the trackpad works on the laptop is... It's right there. You just move your thumb down, and you can you, you don't yes. have to take your hands off the keys. Yes, but having it off to the, side, it off the side where you your lose mouse that. is, it yeah. doesn't feel the same. Yeah, exactly. So, okay, we've talked about the trackpad enough. Battery charger is pretty much just a battery when, charger. When, right? when I bought it, my girlfriend said to me, but you're, haven't you're they had idiot. battery chargers yeah. for a very long time that are cheaper? Yes. But, and, and, of course, I'm like, but this one's made by Apple. It's shiny. And also, they say it uses less power. We were going to do some testing. Right. uses less power, and the batteries are supposed to be very good. And I like that it comes with six batteries. Designed in California. I, and, you know, what? I go through I go through double A's like batteries. a motherfucker. Okay. You, you have a lot of Game Boys, Game Gears? I, yeah. In my Wii like, controllers, in my Xbox toys. controllers, in my, in my mouse. Why, oh, hold on. Why don't you get the, the, the Microsoft battery pack for the Xbox controller? I do, I do have it's those. wonderful. I do, and I do have a couple of those that okay. I switch out. Okay. Uh, but a couple of them are the regular. And the new Xbox S. Yes. Where the controller that comes with that. Um, with the, with is, the Elite, with the 250 gig. Is, the 250 yes. gig is a double A battery compartment. And I don't have a black rechargeable one that would go into it. So. You're, you're, okay, so, so you don't on. like Norm, mismatching your... I don't, like, I don't know. I don't like having the pink battery c- case on the white controller. Norm, and it's funny. Norm has the same thing. My, you come to my house, I got white batteries on black Xbox no, controllers no, and black all, batteries. No. In my house, white and black lives together. No. That's all I'm saying. It's like a cookies and cream house. Cookies and cream, exactly. No, I like it the way I like it. So I haven't... You know, I plugged it into the wall and I got my... You know, I, I feel a little bit guilty about going through all those AA disposable batteries because I go through them quite quickly. I just bought like another packet. Basically a war crime against future generations. Hopefully, hopefully this will... I, I feel like my carbon footprint just got maybe a teeny tiny bit smaller. Yes. What are the batteries? Are they lithium ion? Uh, they, nickel metal hydride. So are they the kind that you need to drain... Uh, occasionally before recharging. I'm sure that the magic is that that happens automatically. Mm. Or maybe that'll be the well, second I mean, generation. But you, See, you, you, do, you do that naturally, though, don't you? You don't... You use it no all the way need, down. There's no need to swap batter, yeah, the right. ma- batteries until it tells you that they're dead. Exactly. That's the thing. With six batteries, though, some are going to be idle. And 
you don't have to maintain six batteries to keep them healthy, or else you're not going to get the full charge. The, I, I think in six months, those six batteries are going to be useless. This is something else. You're saying this is just something else to keep up with. I, I, that's six more things to keep up with. Yeah, I don't know. I, 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 anyway, I, I don't see the magic there. I guess that's why they didn't call it the magic battery charger after all. Um, Norm, have you been testing anything non-magical? No, everything I everything I everything test. you only, touch every, only magical every, things. Everything you do is magic. Every, only magic. Every little okay. Every little thing. Oh yeah. Okay. Um, I I've been testing headsets. They they were largely non-magical. I want to ask you about headsets later because I'm going to be in the market for one pretty you soon. You can ask me right now. Hit me. Do it. Uh, the, are, we talking it. About, are we talking about gaming headsets? Gaming headsets, headsets for PC right. or Xbox. Well, as you, as you know, I'm, I'm going to be building this new PC. We'll talk about that in a and moment. And I'm sure we'll get to that. But as one ad, what one element of it will be. Do I want to buy a new set of speakers, or should I be satisfied just with a gaming headset? Depends so, on your, your yeah. house situation. It depends on, depends on how your, your special lady friend likes loud speakers and you screaming at shit at the middle being, of the night. Being cons- well, I mean, the screaming doesn't really... I can't really control that. That is actually... Like a gaming helmet. Exactly. But like, you need with a speakers, bubble. With, with speakers, you, uh, the room is filled with you know, the game sounds. With headsets, only you hear, you hear the game sounds, but you don't hear yourself. My wife... And so, it's exchanging the game sounds for your voice. Yeah, my, my wife actually preferred in the old days when I would play games with speakers up and scream at the TV or at the uh, at the at the computer that way because now it's just me sporadically cursing versus loud noises with me cursing all the time, basically. Well, I'm I'm thinking about a headset prim- primarily a because it's just you know it's it's a it's a decent alternative just having like a whole other set of speakers and a woofer and all those cables and that's kind of annoying in its own yes. in its own right. But also, yeah, my you know the job that my girlfriend has, she has to get up early in the morning, so she sometimes turns in a little earlier than me when I'm still gaming. And yeah, once that happens, she's not too crazy about the explosions. Well, so. and and I mean the other thing about the headset is it's much more friendly to the other people you're playing with because if you're using a microphone talking to people on multiplayer games mm-hmm. and you have a like an omnidirectional microphone in your room and speakers. Then every time you press that push to talk button, everybody you're playing with hears everything that's coming out of your speakers, right? And it's not pleasant for anybody. So that's involved. good. Um, How do you do volume and stuff on headset? Yeah, because there's no discrete. Is there is there, is there a hardware volume? There's usually control? a hardware volume on the knob, uh, you know, not like knob on the on the line or on the headset or something like a little like that. dial or something that's mm-hmm. in yeah, line? it's just a potentiometer that in, that increases or decreases the resistance of the line. Okay. Um, and then of course the normal volume controls in Windows work as well. Or on your Xbox. I know, whatever. but when you're playing a game in full screen, you don't always have that to hand. You, that's you, why you get keyboards with a little knob. That's oh, you want way. a keyboard with a little knob. Or yeah. learn the keyboard shortcut or you know, hit the option menu and go in there. Yeah, I've got a couple whatever. of multimedia keyboards that'll do that. Yeah, exactly. All right. So I'm, I think I might be looking at a at a headset. Um so so the short you know, the the review the full reviews up on the site was was a massive undertaking. I think I tested seven or eight headsets. And uh, tested stuff ranging from like eighty, seventy-five, eighty dollars, all the way up to like three hundred, four hundred dollars. The takeaway is that the uh, the if if money is no object, uh, for two hundred ninety-nine dollars, I liked the Astro A40s quite a bit. It's a over-the-ear design, very comfortable for extended periods. You can move the boom to either side of the headset. It includes this thing called a mix amp, which is really neat. That includes analog inputs and Dolby digital decoders, so you can plug your console into there as well. So that means you can switch pretty seamlessly from PC gaming. You can mix in like the input from your MP3 player or iPhone or something. And you can also switch over to digital uh, playback with something like an Xbox 360 or PS3 if you're into that whole thing. Now, does this mean that I can do Xbox 360 voice chat with the microphone that's yes. in the headset? Yes. Okay. So you have to run a cable. For, you have to have the mix amp in order for the consoles to work with the Astro headsets. Um, but you basically just run a cable from the mix amp into your controller. 
into the little plug on your controller and it just works which is really awesome is this another box though that i've got to plug into the your wall desk. no okay. it's usb powered so you plug okay. it into the usb ports on the front of the xbox ah, okay you run the optical cable around i mean the way the place i use the mix amp is on my desk at my house where i have a 360 my pc and then occasionally pull the ps3 in if i want to play like a really long ps3 experience have it hooked up to my normal monitor in your house you'd hook it up to that 42 inch tv that you play games on yeah yeah and and you know you just run the cable it has a nice long cable that goes from the mix amp to the um to the headset yeah right. i really think it's for people who play xbox on their desk because people use yeah i mean that that's the perfect because in the living room I'm, it's a little bit of a long cable i mean in the de- when you're on your desk with your xbox you don't have a you know 7.1 speaker set up with a receiver to channel everything. The the prices you could say starting at eighty dollars. I mean these aren't these aren't cheap. They're not are they? cheap. No, I mean so that's the other question, and it's something we I didn't actually test. I, I I it's the regret that I have from this is that I took the I think I'm going to take the winners, the headsets I like best, go out and get some really high quality, comparably priced audiophile headsets, find like a fifty dollar forty dollar USB microphone, and see how both cheap normal headsets and expensive kind of audiophile headsets stack up. When paired with just a standalone mic, because you can do that too, right? But that's you know, it's nice to have the all-in-one with the little boom mic that just drops down. I mean, it's co- it's convenient, headset. yeah. Especially if you're looking at PC gaming, you take something like that Razer Megadalon, uh, which is just a basically USB deal. You plug it into the port. It has an amp. It Megalodon. 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 Yeah, it's one probably a dinosaur that was just a juvenile form of another dinosaur. Can we talk about that in a sec? If I let me ask you this, if I didn't have a, a lifetime boycott of Monster Cable, yes. would I be able to just get those Beats by Dre that have the iPhone Fuck inline yeah, microphone and just you use know, those? I, I got to talk to you head about right now. this. I got to talk to you about this because because that movie. I mean, I know you have nothing that to do with my, product but marketing. I had nothing to do with that. By you wrote the, the iPod into the, the movie, iPod. Though, right? I wrote in, but I did not specify the Beats the, by Dr. The, the Dre headphones. headphones. No, that was the decision okay. that was made later. Okay. Um, it's funny when you go to the uh, the Amazon page to order the DVD. Those headphones actually show up in, re- in, in related products. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, here's the thing. The thing that's product neat, placement works. Those headphones are neat because of the flat cables. Yeah, I like. They that. sound terrible, though. Do not okay. buy those. Headphones. No, the no the earbud ones do, but the cans are pretty good. I'm not. I'm not. I I, Lady Gaga I just. Them. I just. You know, you put a monster name on anything, and it's pretty much guaranteed that I that I want nothing to do with it. Good. Yeah, that that's the right attitude, Gary. Tested headsets. I also have this cool thing coming. Uh, that'll probably do a video of next week or the week after, to do cold brewing of coffee. So, I mean, do you guys know what cold brewing is? I know what iced coffee is. Is that what we're talking about here? Iced well, coffee, so, you hot brew and put ice. Typically, yeah. yeah. You can also do this new is thing. It's like cold fusion, but with it, coffee. It is, actually. So what you do is you grind the coffee really coarse, put it in this thing with a little filter on the bottom. Co- wait, wait, wait. Back up. Coarse like French press or, or coarser uh, than that? Uh, um, I, would, I think I would start at French press coarseness and then adjust from there. Okay. See where it needs to be. Basically, you put it in a bucket of water in the fridge and it runs down through this kind of thicker filter over a period of 12 or 24 hours. And you get a very strong, unacidic, delicious coffee concentrate that you can then use for things like you know coffee ice cream or iced coffees that you don't have to dilute by pouring the hot water over the, over the ice. But and you couldn't heat it up and have regular I mean, you could do that too if you wanted, but then the heating process is probably going to fuck up what makes right. it taste good. Right. And it takes 12 hours. And it takes 12 hours. So you have to plan in advance. This, but yeah. this sounds like the perfect... Pro- I know that you're a bit of a coffee tech I'm guy. a snob. I this mean, is, I'm, this I'm sounds like your kind of, pro- it's, it's your where kind I'm of project. Yeah, exactly. Speaking of coffee tech, just very yes. quickly, you know I love my, my Keurig. I really swear by it. I know. And, and I can see the coffee, the hate rising. I, it's not hate. I just sighed. I mean, it's, it's the same not, thing. It's just not quite as 
as as elitist as you as, as you need it to be. Uh, no, I, I like the coffee to taste good. Is the difference? I mean, the Keurig does okay for a, for a, for a pod type coffee maker. It is the least offensive of the bunch. How, so, what's your what's your everyday coffee brewing solution that you have at home? Well, so I use the on a day to day basis. I usually use the AeroPress. So it's this uh, thing. It's made by the same people that make the AeroBee. You know that frisbee that you can throw a mile. Okay. The ring. I don't know if did you. I, may not I'm not familiar those. with okay. that. No. But basically, it's just. It's I just, just wonder how how good coffee could be from a company that also makes frisbees. Like, don't they? It's, it's pretty like little, fucking awesome. A little coffee. too diversified. Here's the thing: the dude who invented the Aerobee, who's clearly a smart guy, likes coffee and was like, "Hey, I think there's got to be a better way to do this." You know, for kids than a French press. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I love a man who who drops a Hudsucker proxy reference. That's a, that's my favorite Coen Brothers movie. I think only me. No, it's my second favorite, but just because I love Lebowski so it's, much. It's, it's in almost nobody's top five. Right, it's so a very, spectacular very movie. But that's how I immediately bond with people if they like it. It's, it's Tim Robbins' finest role. I think it's their most underrated film. Uh, no doubt. Well, the man who, the, 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 the one with Billy Bob Thornton was pretty the good, The man too. who wasn't there. The man who wasn't there. Well, a lot there. of people like that, though. It was most grim, people, though. It was, it was later Cohen. It was very grim, but yeah. very good. But yeah, Hudsucker anyway. props. If you haven't watched Hudsucker, watch Hudsucker. It's great. If you movie. take anything from this podcast, go rent the Hudsucker yes. proxy. It's on Netflix. So what exactly is the AeroPress a kind of French press so, or what? So the AeroPress is like an upside down French press. You know, a normal French press, you put the coffee in, you pour the water in, you mash the thing down after a few minutes, and then you pour it out, and you get a whole bunch of grit and grounds and shit in the bottom, and usually it gives you explosive diarrhea somewhere down the line. Mm-hmm. Sorry for the oversharing. The, the AeroPress is upside down. So the filter is on the bottom of this plastic canister. You put the grounds in, you, you add the water, you stir it up, you let it go for like 10 or 20 seconds, and then you put a plunger in and force the water and the, uh, you know, through the grounds and out through the filter in the bottom into a cup. The upshot is you get a really, really nice, quick-brewed cup of coffee so you don't get a whole lot of acid or sour, kind of the things that, make that happen when you over-extract the coffee. Um, and, and it's a single serving or, or up to four servings if you want to get you know, fancy and go big. Um, it makes it, the the thing that I like about it is it lets you take a very mild kind of inoffensive coffee and make a very rich flavorful cup of coffee with it. So, All right. So I mean, next time you come down, I'll make. Uh, yeah, I'll I mean, make I mean, you know, I have a French press at home and I've played around with various different coffee solutions over the years. I'm just you know you know me. I everything has to be. This is why I use a Mac. Everything yes. has to just work yes. and everything has to be very. As, yes. as, as you said earlier today, as few points of failure as, as possible. We, when, when, when working with Gary, it's fine. I find it's best to, to minimize points of I failure. I have no, no tolerance or patience for things that don't work immediately. And exactly. so the Keurig machine is great. You know, you, pl- you put in the little plastic pod uh, with whatever kind of coffee is that's in there. Right. And, you know, I, I've been very happy with, with the quality. It's very easy. I don't have to mess around with soggy filters or... You know, rinsing out the French press after every batch of coffee. You I'm just a, pop, pop the pot out and throw it away. You just got the pod, like the universal pod. Where so, you put yeah, your so own this is the thing in, I got. Right? It's like, rather, rather than be like a plastic disposable pod, it's like a little wire mesh okay. version of it. Okay. That you can, you know, you shovel in whatever kind of coffee that you want. I bought some coffee from Start. My big thing was I didn't want to have an expensive coffee grinder at home or, you know, mess around with a Cuisinart. It's just right. too much. But I discovered that, you know, when you buy coffee at Starbucks or a lot of coffee places, they'll just grind it for you oh, right yeah. there in the bag. Oh, yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. That's great. So I bought some coffee at Starbucks, had them grind it for me. Just don't let it sit for too long. No, that's right. You've got you yeah. to get through it pretty Five quickly. Five days. Yeah. Shovel, shovel. Well, I drink, yeah. I, you I drink get, some coffee. I can get, I can get through writer. some coffee. Yeah. Um, shoveled it into the little wire mesh cup. And uh, it was very good. You know, you do have to clean it out, but it's you just dump it out into the sink yeah, and just, just run some water through. Yeah. So you know that that basically takes your 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 Keurig flexibility from 
the admittedly quite wide variety of reusable of, of disposable cups that are available to now any kind of coffee the, you the, want. Just to be fair, the thing that offends me about the Keurig is typically the coffee that they put in those little cups, not the actual process or machine. Well, itself. some of them are quite good, some are not. Some, some, it's, some it's, are okay, you know, but it's, it's a mixed it's, bag it's, like anything. And it's all pre-ground, so it's not going to taste as good. That's as right. And who knows how long it's been sitting in those, exactly. in those cups. But this, you know, right with this now, Probably. I can actually have quite fresh coffee. I could grind it, put it straight in there, and I've got a fresh cup of So, so do you think we should talk about the news, guys? Yes. There's, there's so there's, much news. Okay, so the big news no, is... No, no, no. There's more news. No, bigger more news. news. Stick with Apple right now. The news it's just, not on your the list. The news is literally coming in as we speak. I'm, yes. I'm adding to my list right now. What is the news? The, the rumors of the do, new do, do, iP- do, iPod, do, iPod do, iPads. iLounge uh, says... So we know new iPods are coming September because every year... That's when new iPods come out. So the iPod lineup very well could be... All right. First of all, new Nano, of course. Yes. New iPod Touch, which, like the iPhone 4, will have, you know, Retina display and everything. Is there going to be a this, rectally inserted is shuffle? We, is, is this what we can expect in September? Because they always do this at the same this, time. I think year, this right? is the September okay. announcement. Uh, the big thing is, I think the, uh, the, uh, the shuffle is going to get a touchscreen, a 1.7-inch small touchscreen. My goodness. Wow. So maybe quick gestures, because there were already leaks beforehand. Uh, Apple had bought some uh, really small touchscreens. They have to do something with that shuffle because the most recent iteration of it, I think, is by far the worst product that they make. The, the tiny, so like, you the little, the little stick of chewing gum. The yep. remote. The previous one, the little lapel clip one, was, was I, terrific. I, that I don't one. know that was why my favorite. they had they had it. They were in the zone. I don't know why they yeah. felt like they needed to change. So that I think they're going back to that form factor with the clip, but now maybe it's but a now screen. a little screen on the front. And why, why, why don't they make that smaller? Why not make it something you jam in your ear? It, this like is this is now we're getting into like onion onion news. Well, it's Zoolander, right? The little tiny the little the little phones, yeah. Oh, yeah. Hello. I mean, a 1.7 inch touchscreen. I mean, that's like the size of my thumb. Like, how do I? That Maybe is it's just for Albemarle or just for the circle. All right, well, I don't know. I'm, okay. You know what? It'll be, be for watching video. It'll be, if it's under 100 bucks, I'm <laughs> sure people imagine? will buy a ton of them. You get two of them. You glue them to your sunglasses, and you have stereoscopic 3D. I saw. Right um, I saw a. There was a TV commercial for a, a new phone. I don't know which one. It, I don't remember what it was, but it comes preloaded with a complete copy of James Cameron's oh, Avatar. No, they, yeah, that's the. And, that's and, and I the remarked, same. yes, because that's how that's yeah. how you want to watch Avatar, right? We'll, on we'll a four-inch screen. That's coming. We're going to talk about that in a minute. <laughs> and then the big news or the big rumor is that new iPad will be announced also in September already. Uh, five inch or seven inch iPad, smaller oh, iPad. Oh, a streak iPad. iPad Nano. Uh, iPad. Um, I won't wow. call it Nano. iPad. I've, you know, you know, if they do a seven inch screen and they keep the resolution the same, they could actually get to Retina display level. Mm, wait, so are we, they're not saying that the new that they're going to shrink the iPad. They're going to have they're offering one. a smaller. I think option. they're going to okay. offer. Maybe this would be more of a Kindle competitor. I wonder thinner? if the iPad has sold so well that they're accelerating their normal diversi- diversification plan. You know, because normally they roll out a new product, let it stew for a couple of years, and then start rolling out variants. Well, this would be the six month refresh. You know, six month additional the the add on. Then people are going to buy two of them. Well, the, but the iPod, the iPod range is typically on a yearly cycle, and I kind of had imagined the iPad was. You, you think of it as part of that. Well, I guess. And, and I mean, typically the six month refresh, like the six month refresh for the first generation iPhone, was just going from eight gigs of memory to sixteen gigs of memory. Right? Shrinking. I mean, it seems like a pretty big. I mean, that's a new product. It's a new category. device. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so I would not be surprised. Apple rumors happening right now. And also, yesterday. there could be a new bumper, all silicone, oh, uh, after mm. September, giving still giving away for free, but not hard plastic. 
also kind of cheaper to make. A new, I'm not that, like, that excited. I mean, here's the, the thing: of a new bumper. The problem with the bumper is that it blocks 90 percent of the iPod dock connectors that I have in my house in possession. Yeah, when I want to dock this, I have to take the thing. Well, off or if you want to use one of the old clippy style dock connectors from oh, like your old really? iPhone or iPods, they won't fit in the hole. Oh it's too goodness. narrow, just a little tiny bit. The thing that Dicks. I hate the most is the fact that most regular headphone jacks won't plug in. It's yeah. like having the first generation iPhone all over. This again. is why I returned to the iPhone and got a Captivate, which is because you didn't like the bumper. I, because I I felt like I'd been violated by the. What's funny? What's funny to me, Will, stuff. is since since you released yourself yes. from the, from since from I was born free, the purgatory of yes. iPhone. All Here you've done, all you've done is bitch about the Captivate. Oh, I'm talking about it. It's interesting. It's it's a it's a topic that because well, I'm, well but I haven't I haven't I'm so happy with it oh I look at this delightful feature it's why doesn't this work and why but do I don't I have ever to say that about anything to make it work I don't like, ever say the six month is, iPhone four refresh that's how come when, all that's my when personal data is suddenly yeah. on the Chinese I'm, black market when they finally release the white iPhone that's what I'm jumping in okay so uh, iPad iPods that is coming this in week, a month. This week, this week something else happened. You know, RIM, the uh, research in motion, the makers of the world-famous BlackBerry, uh, arguably the world's first smartphone, have, have released really an interesting new product. What, what, can we talk about that for a minute? Sure. Um, so RIM released a BlackBerry that has uh, decidedly... They announced the... Uh, announced, yes. The Torch 86... 9800. 9x12, whatever. The Torch, basically. AT&T only smartphone, 3G... Uh, has a, a remarkably similar to the Palm Pre with a slide up keyboard. Uh, it, it is a portrait keyboard. Yes, this running first, BlackBerry 6.0. This their first they, slider, right? This is, I believe, uh, it is their first slider. But it's it did touch flips screen. for a while. But I don't think they've done sliders before. So BlackBerry has. They did the, the Storm, which was their innovative click. You know. Click screen, yes. not a good product. Not no one like everyone hated. N- neither screen. of those. They did two of them. They Both did a of them storm sucked. too, right? That yes. wasn't very well liked. Either. Both of them were bad. And then uh, their existing line of Blackberries with the keyboard, they're still very popular in the in the enterprise segment. And this one is they're trying to bridge the two. So touch screen. Um, so we have a story up. Few surprises. Low resolution screen, four eighty by, by three twenty. I mean, that, lower, lower than that, right? Three twenty by two forty. It's, it's pretty 360 low. Three sixty by four twenty or something like it, that. It is. The thing is, why? Why do you release a screen in two thousand ten that's that's iPhone lower than the iPhone three G resolution? Well, it, it's not an iPhone killer. It, it, I don't think it's supposed to be. I think the marketing uh, people can want to claim it. Is that it's four eighty by three sixty? Just it, for the record, that that is terrible. Um, but it is it is a safe product to help you know the to help convince the fifty percent of BlackBerry users who don't want to use BlackBerry to keep on using BlackBerry. So it's you, very interesting to me to try and figure out exactly what RIM's big game plan is. I mean, they've got so much of the business market pretty much locked up. Well, not really anymore. I mean, iPhone is making huge inroads. iPhone is making huge inroads, but there will always I still see so many Blackberries around, and there are so many people that just are comfortable with the physical keyboard. Many te- many uh, you know tech support and uh, most places won't support places are, iPhone, but they right, will support they, BlackBerry. They're, they're familiar yeah. with the BlackBerry architecture, and you know it's like cheap to make. They're disposable. It's you know it's 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 heavily entrenched, and I think iPhone is is attacking it and, and nibbling away. But my my question is, are they are they satisfied? I, I, when I look at a new product, this you you try to figure out what direction it means the company's going in, and I look at the torch, and I'm figuring, is this them? Just trying to entrench and hold on to their business users, or do they care about 
going after the iPhone backyard, which is multimedia and being able to watch video and play music and stuff. Because like you said, that screen is not really very compelling for video or much of anything. Well, so they've done some interesting things. The first thing they did that I think will help the consumer experience more than anything else is they've switched to a WebKit-based browser uh, just like is on the iPhone and on Android phones. So they should have a better web browsing experience than ever before. When you combine that with the touchscreen, even at the low resolution, it should be a more compelling experience than Blackberry's had before. Right. Uh, the other thing that they did is, that's interesting is they've added better music management features. So one of the things that you do is you install a, a client app on your desktop computer, and then you can wirelessly sync your music collection over from that desktop computer and the neat thing is, I mean, that's something that nobody else does right now. I think it's theoretically coming to Android at some point in the future. They've demoed it based on the um, uh, uh, Simplify Media uh, acquisition that Apple, that, that uh, Google bought a few months ago. But, it, I mean, Apple just doesn't do that. Uh, so the neat thing that you can do is when you're out of the house, away from your Wi-Fi, you can say, oh, look, I have this Lady Gaga song. I, I can't. I, I you know I can't sync it now, but I want to sync it next time I'm in the house. Next time you're in the house, it'll just pull over to the phone well, automatically. So I mean that stuff's kind of interesting, but it still seems like a desperate grab to me to keep to keep people that are still on the platform on the platform. I I think the best thing they have going for them is is the main factor of the fact. I, I think I'm right in saying this is the first time they've offered a phone that ha- is a real touchscreen phone and has a real keyboard. Right, and like and is a full size screen. I mean, it's a Full-size 16 by 9 screen instead of a 4 by 3 kind of squinch screen on top of the normal keyboard on a candy bar phone. We, we, we've, well, we're past the point now, I think, where if somebody gives me a product with a screen, I immediately feel like I should be able to touch it. Yeah. The, f- the first time yeah. someone gave me a Kindle, I was touching the screen and was uh, and I was li- confused. It's funny because like that happens to a lot of people. It wasn't yeah. responded. Yeah. And so you've got to have a touch screen. At the same time, although I think we're also, we're also past... Well, you have to have a good touch screen because the Nook had a touch screen not so hot. Right. You've got to have a good... You've got to have a responsive... Slick, smooth touchscreen. Yeah. Hopefully this will have that. And at the, at the same time, while I think we're also past the notion of people being afraid of touchscreen keyboards, I think the people are getting used to the iPhone and the other t- Android keyboards that are out there. There are still plenty of people that are not comfortable with that and they want their physical keyboard. So I think BlackBerry has at least done one thing right in giving people a choice. The thing about the physical keyboard versus the touch keyboard, and I think, I, Norm, I mean, chime in here, is that the people who don't like the on-screen keyboard are the people who haven't used it. Once you, once you kind of, and this is something that Mossberg said when the iPhone first came out, and I didn't believe it until I actually sat down and used an iPhone. If the, if the on-screen keyboard is good, the prediction is good, the type ahead is good, and, the, and it has the appropriate punctuation, commas, and apostrophes, and all that stuff easily accessible, once you sit down and actually commit to trusting the, the, the prediction, it's hard to go back to the hardware keyboard right. after you've gotten used to the on-screen Agree. I agree. Because yeah. hard, you can't predict with hardware. Hardware is unforgiving. Well, you can. It, 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 the error for the margin of error is, yeah. is, is less. So the other interesting thing about about BlackBerry this week is that Android sales overtook BlackBerry and iPhone uh, sales in the NPD reports that came. I think it was NPD. No, iPhone and BlackBerry else. combined. Yeah, and they're selling more Android phones. Android phone is the sales leader right now. I mean, it's probably a 30-30-30 split, you know, and change. Right. Uh, it's not like the Android has a clear majority, but I mean, because Android has something like 59, 60 uh, different sets on 50 different carriers around the world, it's not too surprising that Android is outselling everyone else just because there's so many more. Pro- I mean, there's 10 Blackberries across yeah, I mean, all how the many phone, How many Android phones 50, are there right now? 50 or 60 yeah. Android phones worldwide. I mean, fewer in the States, but uh, and, and they range from, you know, feature phones that come free with a contract like the Motorola backflip all the way up to the 
Nexus One and the Captivate and the Droid Incredible and all that kind of stuff. Do you have so. to pay? And I'm just going to sound like a very noob question, but do you have to pay Google if you want to put Android on your device? No. no. How do they make money out of it? Uh, because they're selling ads and they, they're pushing traffic to Because Google, Android like comes with Google and, services. Yeah. Built in. Okay. I mean, so they're they're using it to to lock people further into their This is all just part of their Google product. Just it's marketing over basically. Planet Google basically. Like, I mean kind of I think that there's some stipulations when that people use specific Google apps. And I'd say that there's probably also affiliate models when they you know, when when you buy an Android phone that that ships with uh, Amazon's MP three store or something like that on it, I'd say Google gets a cut of whatever sales you buy through that app. I was talking to a friend of mine the other day and uh, I, I can't I can't name that person. Uh, because it was kind of in, in confidentiality, but he was uh, saying to me, we were talking about Apple and Microsoft and Google and all the different things that are happening in tech, and he said, trust me now. Uh, you know, so they say, like, teach your kids to learn Chinese. It's like, he was saying, in t- 10 years from now, Google will just basically will run everything. So you just get you get on board now, and your life will just be easier. In there, there's a movie idea, right? It's the dystopian Google-powered future. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Except we'll all be happy. It'll be like a benevolent dictatorship. Right. I mean, I, benevolent dictatorship. Maybe that's why we should all... Who knows? I, I mean, I, I <laughs> then, can little... then Apple can run their 1984 ads again. Exactly. Uh, the next thing is Kindle 3. Kindle. We're already third generation. Well, I mean, the second generation was good. I used my second generation religiously until I got an iPad, and then I haven't turned it on since. Um, but but the the big news on the Kindle three front is pricing. Uh, what's the prices, Norm? One thirty nine, one eighty nine. The Wi Fi only model is very new. Uh, they are inching ever closer to ninety nine dollars, which I think we all that's, agree. I have that's, 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 that's a breakthrough that price is, point. That isn't is it? yep. Especially when you're buying from Amazon, you know, no tax, free shipping, right? Mm-hmm. Yes, ninety nine dollars. That that is a birthday present for everyone, all of your friends. Well, and, yes. and when you factor in that you get the books for a little bit cheaper than you do for a hardback, typically. Uh, I mean, and back catalog books are incredibly cheap. You know, you pay two, so, three dollars for old books. Yeah, plenty of free books. Now there's it's a, a yeah. charcoal colored Kindle. I um, like the charcoal one. Yeah, that's that one is sexy. Uh, it is uh, same size screen, same resolution. The refresh is going to be faster. The contrast is better, but it's actually the same as the Kindle DX. It's the new as the and new Kindle DX, right? The new Kindle DX, and then it's also a little thinner layer. Um, it looks. I mean, we haven't actually done hands-on. They're saying like a month yet. battery life on that, right? And battery life is longer, even yeah. though it's thinner. I was a bit of a Kindle poo-pooer when I saw the first generation. I wasn't. I liked e-ink, but I didn't like the way the page. Well, the first flashed. gen was ugly too. Yeah, it was. Yeah. It, it looked. It looked kind of old-fashioned. I didn't like. I, I love e-ink itself, but I didn't like the way the page flashed, kind of white on black, black on white when a page turns. I don't know if they fixed that, but. There's a lot. There's a lot to be said for e-ink, but again, I didn't. I, I didn't like that. I couldn't touch the screen because I was already used to the iPhone from being able to do that. Buttons seemed kind of vestigial to me. Uh, but this is. I, I haven't held one in my hand yet. But from what I've seen on the online videos, the Kindle Three is the first one. But even as like a strong iPad guy, I looked at it and went, Ooh, "Well, quite, I mean, quite nice." The, the thing is, I mean, they're complementary devices. Even if you have an iPad, because I'm not going to take the iPad to the beach and leave it in the on the chair when I go this hop in the water or something disposable. like that. I mean, yeah. if if it costs ninety nine or hundred bucks, I mean, the thing is that hundred and thirty nine dollar price right now, guarantee you that'll be a hundred, hundred and nine at Christmas time. And of course, the great thing is, I could buy a book from the Kindle store and read it on my iPad or my Kindle right. three, or your phone, or your Android phone, yeah. or wherever. Yeah, I mean, it, it, I think there's a better chance of the Kindle being more ubiquitous a year from now in the subways, commuters. I see no one on the train reading using that. Yeah, I don't ever take my. I mean, I always have my iPad in my bag. I never take it out because I always feel like I don't want to be that pretentious douchebag with his iPad. Or you don't want to get stolen. But the, if everyone train. has a Kindle, is it any less pretentious to have a Kindle? 
Yeah, I think a Kindle's a little more, you know, it, it blends in a little better. It's not quite so big. It's not backlit, so it doesn't draw the eye. I mean, I think it's, it's a little, a little, little, less, little, little less. It's easy. thinner and smaller. It's easier to take out your bag, you know, for 10 minutes and you get, put it back in. You get in. a casual case for it. You're not even, you might not even notice it's, it's not just a normal book. Is there much to be said for this Wi-Fi only model then? Are people going to miss the, the 3G? Well, they 3G, what do you bucks, get? But... Right. So 3G, it's so you can download books at any time. Yeah. Right. But are you really going to download a book? And let's remember the great thing about the Kindle 3G service is completely free. So you got to like that. That's true. But again, do you really download a book when you're you know, on the, the street? The only time I've downloaded books over 3G on the Kindle are when I'm sitting in an airport and I finished the book. Like I'm in between flights. I finished a book on the previous flight. I don't have anything else to read. But at this point, I just before I go on a trip, I just stock up fifteen books on the on the thing, and if I get done with those by the end of the trip, then then you know find an internet. And you don't ever delete your books. Well, sure, from the but Kindle. You, let's not forget no. also on the Kindle, you can also look at blogs and magazines and newspapers. Oh, the web browser. So it does have a it's new uh, WebKit browser, but it's still the e- e-ink screen e-ink is, is not the big limitation. So you're going to use your iPhone, your phone for web browsing for games because I'm, starting, I'm starting to see games cropping up on the Kindle but it kind of seems like I think the strength of the Kindle is as one thing only they sh- to try it's a book diversify it's, like a one, yeah. it's a book, single it's, use it's device it's a book reader and let's leave it well, at that and magazine I mean you can read the Atlantic and the New Yorker and that kind of I stuff know. If, if, if it's if it's the no picture magazines yeah. so you don't think the um, you don't think the extra 50 bucks for the, three, for the 3G version is worth it I think what? I'd rather no. have something I feel is more disposable yeah. I mean, I have a Kindle too, so I'm. I mean, it doesn't matter. And you I have, mentioned it impacts your battery life, also. Well, yeah. I mean, that is the other knock against the 3G. Is the first thing I do when I when I'm using the Kindle at home. I mean, I turn on the 3G when I want to download a book, or if I want to sync to different devices or whatever. But I mean, it's difference between one week of battery and three or four weeks of battery on the Kindle too. I imagine that's going to stay the same on the Kindle three. See, fifty bucks on Apple product would mean nothing. Like, for, if it was a fifty dollar difference between, you know, iPad and five hundred and five fifty, yeah. Right. But on a 130, 180, that's a huge percentage. Yeah, I so think, think of it that um, way. I think that the whole Kindle Enterprise seems like it's been tremendously successful. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're saying now they're selling more hardback, more ebooks than they are hardback books. And on now, Amazon. So, now, some people are bemoaning that. Are you, are you one of these people? I mean, I know we're all you tech. You mean Luddites? Well, we're all tech fans here, but, you know, I, I like the feel of a, of a, of a book. Do you, you, do you feel like that's you know, something we're going to miss in a few years? I, I'm oh. out of shelf space. <laughs> I, I want to be able to buy the book. And pay like a dollar, two dollar premium, and get the the I, code I would, to download. I would do that Kindle. every time, just like yeah. you know Blu-rays, right? You get right. The digital copy, In, digital instant, instant right. gratification on physical purchases. That I feels think that's like the that future. has that feels like that has to happen. Yeah, it's a, only a matter of time, I hope. So and if you then you have the best of both worlds. If you want to sit in your old leather armchair at home and read the mm-hmm. crack the spine, you can do that. But when you're on the road, take it take it with yep. you. And you're well, on your Kindle. I mean, and the thing is, after using the iPad ebook reader, whatever for a while, I mean, the iPad's kind of heavy for ebooks. I still think a pound and a half is too much. But on the other hand, you pick up a copy of Ananthem. You know, it weighs four pounds. It's a twelve hundred page book. You, you fall asleep while you're reading that. It cracks you in the face. You know it. I mean, yeah, it hurts. For sure. Kindle hits you. Who who cares? I mean, right. you sleep with that in bed all night. I like to cuddle mine, actually. So uh, so anyway, that's that's Kindle news. It's sold out. Yeah, sold out. The Kindle it's sold out almost sold immediately. Out? Sold out for now. Already yeah. back ordered. I think it's going to be a big. Has it even shipped yet? Big and, holiday gift. Yeah, I think. But I, I think it, it it depends on how many they can make. But I would not be surprised at all to see the Wi-Fi only version at ninety nine bucks at Christmas. But I, no, I, well, you know, what? I actually would disagree because I think the one thirty nine price is already below what they expected. I think they were extremely aggressive and they had to cut their, their profits because they were scared. They saw iPad sold 3 million. Yeah. Remember when the iPad came out and the, that Newsweek had 
iPad, you know, changing the world on the cover, and on the back was the, the ad for the Kindle. But the thing, the thing is, Amazon is Amazon's lost this battle once. They lost on the music store. iTunes rules the music store, store world. They are not going to let Jobs win books when that's their bread oh, and no butter. No one cares. I, iBooks. I don't know anyone who buys books on iBooks. Gary does. I, I like iBooks, but I also like Kindle, and I can I can read the Kindle on my iPad just as... I mean, at this point, actually, I'm probably now more likely to go to the Kindle store just because I may pick up a Kindle well, it's a hedge. down the road. Yeah. yeah. You hedge your bet. My iBooks are not going to be readable on the no. Kindle. Mm-hmm. No. So maybe the, that's the way to go. The thing that I, the whole ebook market needs is universal. I can't believe I'm saying this, but they need a universal DRM uh, that works across platforms because without that, then the whole thing is not going to take off with the, the kind of mass market. But anyway, different topic for a different day. Uh, more news. More news. We're not even halfway through the list yet, guys. We got we got we got a bulldoze here. It's all the in-depth analysis. Yes, in-depth analysis. Uh, SIGGRAPH was last week. All sorts of crazy, awesome shit out of SIGGRAPH. Uh, Norm, what, what were your three, three oh, favorite C-graph. stories so it's from Seagraph? Like the smartest people. It's what? What it's, is Seagraph? Yeah, it, it is uh, computer graphics, and it's like three D, you know, CG, three D algorithm stuff. G- not not just like modeling, but like computing, not, like yeah. supercomputing, crazy stuff. Visual computing, visual computing, yeah. Um, so uh, cool things. Microsoft Research always shows off some really cool stuff at Seagraph. They did this year with Bing, uh, Bing Maps. And I'm I'm a big fan of Bing Maps. Uh, I don't know. Like, most people use Google Maps. Bing Maps with the deep zoom and silver light um, now is out of beta, and everyone has it. So scrolling down, zooming with your mouse is smoother. But there's also this other project, um, Street View for Google, is now Slide View for uh, Bing Maps. And what? It is amazing. So when you use Street View in Google, you zoom all the way down and you're within, you know, you're in this you get a panorama, right? I can see my mailbox. And but it, you're stuck in this bubble. In order to move down the street, you click an arrow and then it reloads the bubble and you reload the panorama, right? Yes, you can't correct. really explore the entire street and pl- because it's um It doesn't feel like you're walking through a game. I no, want that to feel you're like not, a first-person shooter. Right. You're not going to get that. But what SlideView does is that you can zoom out it, it aggregates the uh, parts of the panorama and stitches them. So if you're within a bubble, you can zoom out and you can see the entire street, um, like a you know right in front of you, like a port, like a landscape. Okay. And then you could you know scroll down that street and then easily s- scroll back in. And because it uses deep zoom, Sea Dragon, it is 100% smooth. Interesting. So how long before there's just a swarm of drones? All around the place, from Yahoo so Maps this, and Google Maps third, and so Bing Maps. Microsoft has its own bubble cars going around. Yeah. Oh yeah, with these yeah. three sixteen. Yep. Yes. Oh, I, I think they've had it for a long time, and actually, I think they li- uh, they they uh, license the the photos from a uh, third party, and I think they actually have um, Bing Maps. They, they had the, the cars back before Bing existed. I oh. think it was Live Search. Okay. Next, uh, SIGGRAPH, cool thing. What else you got? Um, what other cool things? Uh, Fusion IO, the company who makes uh, flash memory. Hard drives and controllers. They showed this huge display, 2,000 DVD movies playing off one hard drive at once. Holy shit. On an array of I, screens. Well, that was on the site, wasn't it? It, it, was, it was a quick link. Okay. It, it looked very, very cool. Um, and then last cool thing, Microsoft Research also um, have uh, – they, they packed this Franken camera together with uh, gyros and uh, an Arduino board. So um, it will automatically adjust for uh, blurry photos. Yeah, so basically they were taking the motion that it recorded from the accelerometer and the gyroscope and using that to correct the blur that happened during the time the shutter was open on the camera, which is yes. fucking insane. So it, that does sound good. So it's, yeah. not, it's not like it's a steady cam 
or like a, a uh, it's a, not like a jitter correction or something like that. No, it, it doesn't it truck the, the camera, but it keeps numbers. It tracks you know three accelerometers and gyros. It's like EXIF data or something, right? And so it knows exactly how your camera shook when you took the picture and then corrects your picture. That's based the first on that. thing you've mentioned that I can actually imagine there being a, an, an obvious practical. Yeah, I mean, application it's, it's for it. I, that's the kind of thing that'll be in high end cameras in two years and and in everything in phones in five. Right. If, I mean, I would think. Let's so it's see. like it's like image stabilization times the, to take well, to the next level. Well, but image stabilization works by actually shrinking the size of your picture, right? So it, they just basically what image stabilization does is say, oh, hey, that's somebody's face in the middle. We're going to cut ten percent out of the edges of the picture so that we can move the framed area as you move the camera. Right. Right. This is something different. This is this is saying we're going to mathematically correct. We we know how much the camera moved during the time the shutter was open, so we're able to go back and kind of reverse engineer what what that does to the photo right and correct it so that i mean it's not it wasn't perfect from the pictures that they showed but it was still very impressive you're going to want to be able to turn that off technology. though because obviously sometimes blurred photographers oh, of may course, want that of effect. course i mean but you know on, no, a, but on a high-end camera you turning i mean because it's just data i bet you can do it on the pc like it wouldn't you would have the original you still have the original photo yeah, this this is more and then it does the correction afterward with software. this is, this like is and photoshop this is, elements feature. and this is really going to open the door for like csi where they go unblur that yes Except let's, that's, let's, let's get that's a better picture of that license enhance. plate. Do you have yeah. the gyro data from the camera? Uncrop. Enhance. Enhance. Sector 7G. Enhance. Yeah. Track in. Pan right. Wait, it's the dwarf. The, yeah. dwarf, the dwarf has the money look, bag. Look, look yes. in the reflection. Yes, and the mirror. Exactly. Keep zooming. Zoom deeper. Yeah, into the guy's iris. Yes, right yeah. there. So, Fantastic. Okay, three awesome things from Seagraph. Thank you, Mr. Chan. Uh, other story that went up today, Lloyd Case is writing for Tested. So that's exciting. Um, we actually have a couple new writers. Yeah. Um, we uh, picked up three... Three new bloggers. The Georgia Boys. Yes, Tested South. Okay. Um, and so they're, they're filling up news content on the site. So Lloyd, his, his column is about living with technology. He's a big tech guy. Uh, he has, you know, digital cameras. He, he's, he's, he makes us look like not nerds. Oh, he has a ton Lloyd of is tech. old. I mean, I think Lloyd was around before technology. Lloyd- I mean, he's, <laughs> he's, he's been around for a long Lloyd's time. Lloyd's old school, but not old. No. That's what I would say. No, he's he saw the monolith. The, the but, but he's one of those guys that, you know, he's, he's been around for a long time. Lloyd's he, a super short he's, dude. He's, yeah. he's got a, you know, you listen to well what of he, expertise. his opinions are, yes. are, not, are not without foundation. Yes. So today he wrote about uh, using three 30-inch monitors and his experiences with that. I uh, saw that. It's like an air traffic control it setup is in his awesome. house. I mean, we, we did a post a couple months ago when we first launched about whether it's better to use, you know, one 30-inch <coughs> one monitor. Uh-huh. Or two 24-inch monitors, and Lloyd just says, fuck it, I'm going to use three 30-inch monitors. Right. <laughs> right. So, uh, but Lloyd's, Lloyd's, basically Lloyd's shtick is that he's going to be doing kind of long-term testing, living with, living with this kind of crazy stuff that we write about every day. And a lot of times when we will write about something, use it for two, three weeks, a month, two months. But Lloyd's going to use it day to day and and see what interesting comes. So, uh, and I think that's going to be, what, bi-weekly? Yep, every other every week? Every other week. Yeah. Uh, and then the other guys are just writing blog posts all the time. So keep an eye peeled for them. Make sure you, you may, if you see them, comment, say hi. Let them know that they're welcome here and that, we're, that you're glad to have them. Or if you don't like the stuff they write, then then you know tell them that they suck. Either way, it's good. Next next topic. Gmail adds multi sign in for people with more than one Gmail account who are. There are actually two big Gmail terms updates of service. today. Gmail slow, always iterating, never stop improving, right? Um, so now there's multiple sign in. So if you have two Gmail accounts, you can log into both at once. What? What? On one one browser. So this is the equivalent of like all inboxes. Yes, kind of. Yes. 
So yes. I, look at, I can look at one screen and, and two different accounts. All the email will be integrated into one list? No, 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 no. It you can open two, two tabs in one oh, browser. Okay. Like right now, if you have gwitta at Gmail and garywitta at Gmail, two separate accounts, you use them both for different things, you have to have one open in one browser and one open in another. So one has to be open in Safari, one has to be open in Firefox. I or see. you have to use crazy or, cookie yeah, hacks extension extensions. or something like that. Right. So I couldn't have two Chrome tabs open and logged in. Well, now you so, can. Now you can. Okay. Yes, that's the big advancement. But not only for Gmail right now, not all Google apps yet, um, but this is a big step. And the other thing is now um, you can drag – before, the coolest thing about Gmail is you can drag attachments into the browser window and have it attached. That's pretty crazy. You know, without the pop-up. Now you can drag attachments out of them to download what? them. That's so, insane. I thought it's kind of neat. It Not completes if you're a the cycle. Users, we've been doing that for years. I feel in, like we need a cowboy no, G- Gmail was weird. What, are you, what, you, what, you're telling me that just dragging a file over like an open email window to attach it and deattach it, that's... In, in that's your browser. In your browser. In your browser. Oh, in your browser. Okay, yeah. that's... Yeah. Not, not in, a, in a client. I forgot everything happens yeah. in, in the browser. Yeah. In, in it's Google. only for Chrome there's, right there's now. No apps. Yeah. No but... Apps. There are no, uh, no it, actual apps. It is more improvements. More Google News. Wave is dead. We're using Something Wave Something that right won't now. get improved. And a yes. nation yawns. Yes. We used Wave a lot. I, 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 I use Wave a lot. I use it more than Buzz. I don't know why don't they, they don't kill Buzz right. before They're Wave. They're going to kill something. Well, they have millions of Buzz users because they turned it on for everybody who has Gmail is the reason. The problem that I had with Wave and I think many others, I mean, I, I'm not unsavvy when it comes to technology. Like I understand basic concepts, but I never felt like I understood what the hell Wave was. Well, you never need for it, right? Well, it's collaborative. Are you saying I'm you, not, not you a work collaborator? You're, you're, I only you're work a alone. Wolf pack I don't work one. with a partner. Yeah, you're like the wolf. Like... You know, if, if um, you know, um, what's it? When Norman to I, Rob, Robert uh, Orsi. Give, and, give and, me an example of how you would, you would use it. Well, Will and I could write one document at the same time. Yeah, so when, when we're trying to write something that's time sensitive, like, say, a press conference report or something like that, then one of us will be putting in notes and the other one will come in and fill in the text surrounding the notes behind it. Okay. And it's kind of like, like, you know, Google Docs already does that, but you get more more uh, project management features. Well, and it's updated reply, in more real time. And you could track the history of it. You can insert images, insert maps. You know, it's, but it's, in the end, people are not that interested, it seems. Well, for, for the general it's ahead consumer, of its time. It's a no tool ahead of its time. But the Wave it, as a feature will not disappear completely. Only Wave as a domain, I think, it won't be updated. Um, it will be integrated in the future into Gmail. So well, not, it's not being docs. taken away. You can continue to use but it. The lessons they learn from Wave will be... Uh, and, and the editor, I think it's all open source. So if you want to build, take Wave and build off and make something useful, then you can. So, uh, Rip Wave, we salute you. Uh, I gotta find a way to download all my waves. Yeah, I don't know what the fuck we're gonna do with the turn. I think it's not gonna be turned off until the end of the year at at the earliest. Is the other thing that they're That's saying. That's like so. five months. Yes, five months. Um, yeah, all, it's funny because all of the documents about like style guides and all that stuff for tested are all in waves. So. You, uh, you got to hand it to Google, though. Even like their their failures don't seem that. I mean, they, they try a lot of things, and they don't seem to when fail they, that often. When they fail, they don't fail bad. No. Yeah. So uh, next, because they have so much money. Th- yeah, yeah, that helps. I mean, you don't ever hear about people getting sacked from Google because a product. Yeah, no, knowing knowing that knowing well. that the, the, your company doesn't depend on whether or not this latest venture works or not is probably that quite, does li- make quite things, liberating. Yeah, it, it's got to help some. So the next topic is uh, on live. You know, the streaming game service. Do either of you guys use OnLive? Nope. You installed no. it, tried it at all. No. We're kind of derelict even, about duty. I didn't duty. even realize it was available. Yeah, it launched a month or so ago. We're a little derelict by not trying it, but, I mean, it, it's just not that exciting. Um, 
they were valued at some insane number. So, so what happened was that um, a couple months ago, two investment firms bought uh, bought in on OnLive with, I think, equivalent of like sixty million dollars for like a what? And uh, I guess they have data centers. Well, they had the file. They had the file. Uh, the the new shares being released. I think they bought like two point six percent of it for sixty million wow. bucks, which, when extrapolated, values the company at one point one billion dollars. That is a lot of dollars for a company that's been in you know in development for eight years, and they're basically their only proprietary technology is video compression, and and you know input return. Yeah, I, I guess um, that's, that's a whole lot of money. What um how many have they announced? How many subscribers they have yet? Uh, I. I the fact that they have not announced it that uh, is bad. a bad sign. Yeah, I think it's amazing that they've been around for a month and I didn't even know about it. I mean, I I try to pay attention to this stuff. It doesn't feel like they had a very like. Where was the launch? Did I did I? There, miss there something? was a it big was right after E three. Yeah. I think so. Okay. It might have gotten lost in all that shuffle. Um, it's gonna change the way you play games. What kind of games can you play on it right now? Burnout, PC games. Burnout okay. Paradise. Prince of Persia. Yeah. Crisis. I'm you not, can do it on your Mac. I'm not like rushing out on my seat to go sign up for this you thing. Right play now. it on your iPhone because you got to get the subscription exciting. and then buy the game. Pay full, pay full price, right? You buy, you have a subscription. Oh, it, I remember now. This was like the double dip thing that people yeah. were complaining. And, and then about. if yeah. you cancel your subscription, you lose the game, and you never get a physical copy. Yeah. So I got to pay full price for the game and pay you a subscription for the right to keep playing it. Yep, that's pretty I'm much not, it. I, it doesn't seem like. Seems the, like not the a good advantage deal. is that you don't need to buy a high end PC. Right, unless you if you have already have a nice PC, it's very little reason to do this, which is why we actually haven't written about it that much. Because I mean, we figure if our people are playing PC games, probably have nice PCs. Seems like you'd be better off just investing in a decent PC. Probably better off just going and buying an iMac, frankly. Pretty you know, much something. Okay. Uh, X Fire sold this week for a pittance. I, I don't know the exact amount, but uh, X Fire, which uh, Viacom MTV bought uh, for a hundred million bucks. Back in 2005, I believe. Yes. It's XFire, if you don't know. It's the IM service, uh, chat for client games. for games. It's aim for games. Right. It has you know server browsing, blogging, uh, image capture, all sorts of fun community features. And it, um, and it tells people what you're playing a la Steam. Right. Before Steam was around, though. Right. Uh, and, and, and it was also founded by Thresh. Yes, Yeah, Dennis Fong, who's yeah. a good guy. used to write for PC Gamer. That's right. Um but I, I know I he, remember he cashed out. Good for him. And then he founded another gaming uh, similar. He product. does Raptor, right? Raptor. He did the smart thing, right? He got out while the going was good. And I well, see, I think I same see, thing with Gamers.com. I yeah. see quite a lot of Raptor. I remember I, I, X Five was there for a while. I had an account, and it just uh, you know in this age of Steam and everything else that's going mm-hmm. on, it seemed like there's not really not that relevant anymore. So the X Five guys sent a, a, you know a network wide message um, that they. Are now leaving the company. Most of the people who created X Fire are gone now after this acquisition, um, and I don't know exactly how much it was sold for, but it couldn't have been much. Huh? Unfortunate. Yeah. So uh, Viacom bought X Fire in two thousand six for one hundred and two million dollars. I like the way those two stories were kind of bookended as well, like the on live. It's like for <laughs> it's the beginning money. and the end. Yeah, it is the yeah. beginning and the end. We yeah. saw we just got an immediate glimpse into the future yes. of on live. There, another perfect segue from this is only a test. Uh, the last story, we're coming to the end of the all-news spectacular What 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 podcast, and it is Froyo and 
uh, Froyo is now available on the Evo and the Droid. The Motorola Droid. So the big news is the Droid because it, it, it's probably, the, the Droid came out less than a year ago. Nine months ago. Does that blow your the, mind? The original Droid. It feels the like Droid. It's been around for exactly. It feels yes. like it's been around for at least well, two years. We've been through like seven generations of Androids since then. And that's then. the big difference yeah. between iPhone and, and Android, Android right? years are like dog years. Or yeah. Something. yeah. Yeah. But uh, that's already like dated hardware. So it was actually... Those guys developing Android are... are, are, are they have and this a, is why I'm a team almost, of hummingbirds. This is why I'm almost afraid to pick up an Android phone because by the time I get home, there's something else that's better now. And mm-hmm. it's... That's progress. You just got to jump on, man. Grab, grab the dragon. So <laughs> ride, ride until, the snake. Ride it till she, till she bucks you. Droid, Droid is Froyo, but not all the features of Froyo. It doesn't have tethering. And this is a big controversy because I think Verizon well, said the Droid doesn't have the hardware to do tethering, although you can actually do tethering if you root it. Well, but the, the, the thing that the Droid doesn't have that the other phones that do have tethering is that they are not running a firmware that enables a certain Wi-Fi functionality. So when you tether the Droid, you're running an ad hoc mode, not an AP mode. So it, it works more like a laptop-to-laptop connection than a laptop-to-router connection. So it's not true tethering, but it does work. I mean, I've used it before on the Nexus and some other phones. So are these among the first devices to be getting Froyo, or are they kind of more on the back end? So the Nexus got Froyo immediately because it's Google's phone. They always get the updates first. I mean, it's it's basically the reference design. Um, This is kind of the first wave of of devices getting Froyo. I think the Incredible's coming soon. Incredible, uh, hopefully within a month. Right. Uh, Um, The Samsung Galaxy S. doesn't have it yet, but it will. Um, but it's surprising because this is not a new phone. This is like, you know, nine months in real time, two years in Android time. But but the thing about the Droid original is that unlike the Incredible and the Droid X is it is a stock install. I mean, there's nothing, there's no uh, fancy UI. There's nothing needed to be ported. So it's basically just make the shit work on this hardware and and release it, which is what Motorola seems to have done and, and Verizon. Uh, so, yeah, the, the rest of the phones that are going to get uh, Froyo are rolling out over the next month, month and a half. It seems like the Samsung Galaxy S phones, the Captivate and Vibrant, and uh, I can't remember what the Verizon one's going to be called, are probably the uh, last to get Froyo in the current crop of phones. Uh, maybe things like the HTC area and kind of the second tier phones. So, uh, I guess that does it for this week's episode of This Is Only questions? a Test. Uh, well, we do, but we're at an hour right now. All right. You want to answer some questions? No, we're an hour. Let's see what time. Well, let's is. talk about Gary and yeah. Let's 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 talk about let's talk about our live the live spectacular that's coming up uh, at an undetermined period of time in the future. Is it really going to be that spectacular? It, it should be entertaining. So, if, if nothing else, Gary, tell us tell us about your. You have a long history of being a PC gamer. You were the editor in chief of PC Gamer in the UK and the US, Yeah, right? from 1993 I was. Well, I mean, even before that I was into PC gaming uh, because I used to work on the... You 16- were an Amiga guy. That I was, really well, no, this, well, I was an Amiga guy, but I worked on a magazine called The One for 16-Bit Games, which covered Amiga, the Atari ST, and... What passed and Genesis? What, no, what pa- no, just what passed for PC? What passed for PC gaming at that time? So what was that like? Nineteen ninety five? No, even earlier than that. This was like nineteen ninety eight. Sorry, nineteen eighty eight through so like ninety. So what is that? Is that like microprose and stuff like that? Back in the, do you remember Indianapolis five hundred games yeah, like yeah, that? Yeah, this yeah. Is back and Wolfpack. Back in the days of like the Roland MT thirty two sound were, that card was, um, and bleeps and boops. Ble- ble- no, they had some good. They had some good sounds. Bleeps and bloops too. Um, it's back when you need, but you know, you were, look, game but you were, manual but you were looking code. at like yeah. you know, th- this was at the time when EGA graphics were giving way to VGA graphics. Yes. 
Yes, turn to page 37 some, to get the code. And some games were still CGA. Again. You remember, remember that whole pink and the, the cyan and pink color scheme? You you, you kind of had like a pained look on your face I, there for a moment. I played, I remember playing like M1 Tank Platoon and and uh, this is maybe a little bit later even, Wolfpack and all of those kind oh, of sure, games yeah. on, uh, uh, I think an IBM XT these are, maybe. You know, five and a quarter inch floppies. Oh yeah, lots of them too. And uh, like I said, EG, EGA was considered quite good, 16 color. And Chuck went, Yeager's Flight Sim. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, um, yeah, that, Chuck Yeager's Air Combat. Air Combat. That and was you it. went to, uh, so you went from CGA to EGA, which I believe was 16 color. And yes. then VGA 256 color. Yes. I played the original, P, uh, Ty, I think it was the original Tiger Woods on that. No, back when it was. It wouldn't P, have been Tiger no, Woods. No, it was PGA Tour yeah. Golf before yeah. Tiger even came along. He was seven. PGA, then, that's right. Just to be clear. He was on the Bob Hope show yeah. putting. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I, you know, I, I got into PC gaming then. And then I, took, I, I started, um, I was the editor of PC Gamer in the UK in 93. Came over here in 96 and ran that into a 99. So I had a long history. So, was, so then fast forward. Yeah. You had kind of a blowout like, what, two years ago? Well, what ha- so I was, even after I left PC Gamer, I, was, I continued to enjoy PC gaming for many years. Right. And then I built my own PC with your own help. Don't bring me into this. But No, I, I don't blame you at all. You know, I, I, as I blame Greg, today, if anybody. I'm willing, I'm willing to write this one off as a fluke. I think okay. we must have built that PC on an old Indian burial ground. I, I, I mean, it was Greg. I, I like to blame Greg. Vitamin he was there. D, he never helps. No, he always he, makes... He cursed it, basically, yes. just by his... He's like yes. a black cat that crossed exactly. our path. Because he never had a computer that worked right either. And he was, he's been a... I mean, but, but all along, you've not been like a pure... I mean, you've always been open to consoles. And all well, that. You're no, not one I, of those vehement well, no, lunatics. During my years on PC Gamer, I was... I, Ask anyone on Next Generation, they're the console guys, and they had the office next door to us. I was openly cynical about console games for many well, years. Okay, and then I, and then I became kind of more pluralistic about the whole thing. When you stopped being paid to be a, basically, a, a, a I didn't have to. I wasn't. I didn't have to evangelize yes. PC gaming over any other format. So okay. I got. I got. You know, I started to let the consoles in and played PC and console games equally. And then, but I did all my work and all my my gaming on on PC on one machine. Okay, and then this machine that we built. Like I said, there was always something a little bit kind of janky and squirrely about it. And then I put Windows 7 RC1 on it, oh, which is boy. probably not the best no, idea. you should I never run betas. And then one day I came home and I pressed the power button and it was just flat out dead. I mean, just dead, like an empty shell. So then, like any normal, rational person, you went to the internet. Of course. I, got, yeah. I, I drag out my MacBook Pro, which is now my only functioning computer right, in the house. Right. I tried to figure out what to do. And in the end, I, I couldn't figure out how to. I, I didn't know what was wrong with it. I had a bunch of work on there that I had to deliver. I, was, I panicked. I, so what, I got one of the. I basically stripped the machine, pulled out the hard drives, right. got one of those hard drive docking bays yes. that lets you pull the data off the hard drive. Yes. Put that and, and, I, and that was the point where I had just I just snapped and, I and said, you flipped your shit. It. You completely lost I had, it. I had, I had a MacBook Pro, so was, again, I had a PC desktop and a MacBook laptop so i was always a little bit i was kind of felt myself being drawn to the dark side of mac for a while and then when the pc died i, I know something a fuse just just tripped in my head and I, I i just swore off pcs very publicly bought an imac which i've been very happy with um for the last year and you know it will continue to be i'll continue to do all my productivity and everything else music videos whatever on my i'm on my imac because i love the whole ecosystem it talks plays well with my ipad and my iphone and i'm very happy with all that but my the, the original plan that I had of buying the top of the range iMac with that forty eight fifty graphics card and telling myself, oh, you know, I'll just run boot camp. This will be enough. This will be good enough. Oh, yeah. It's not good enough. You know, I've been playing some of the Steam games. They run pretty good, but not great. I'm I I just picked up StarCraft two. I was reading about all the problems with the Mac drivers and how it's a suboptimal experience on Mac. And I just figured, you know what? If it, if I if I've been waiting twelve years to play a game. 
and there are other games coming up like the Old Republic, which aren't even going to be available on Mac that I'm very excited yes. about. I'm not. I'm just not willing to compromise. So, so, I, so you're back. I'm I'm back in a way. I mean, I'm still like I said. I'm still I'm still a Mac person for my computing. So this I, is just a third platform I'm, for you. It's, it, it, I'm building this PC as though it's a gaming console. There you go. It's a PC gaming rig, and there'll be nothing on this machine except Steam. You know, Microsoft Antivirus, a web browser for downloading updates and drivers, and whatever games they want. It's, it's going to be used purely for gaming. And you helped me uh, put the, you know, pick the parts, and I guess we're going to build it. Yeah, we're going to build it live in the uh, Whiskey headquarters here on, uh, well, an upcoming day. We don't know exactly when yet. we got to wait until the parts get here. We're waiting on a little bit of video technology to get here so we can do some crazy, awesome stuff. I I gotta say, just the experience of buying the parts, because you you've been talking to me the last couple of days, kind of doing a bit of hand holding as I yeah. fret over which parts. Well, to and, buy. and other people too. I mean, you got a lot of help from. I got the I got help from yeah. Denny Atkin. I got help from Lloyd Case. I got help from Dan Stapleton at PC Gamer, and for yes. you, you know. So I, you know, I, I a large support. Let's be system. honest. I'm I'm I, I'm at a better position than the average person to be able to lean on people for technical advice. You know, some of the best. Well, but ironically, in the business are personally helping me out, and even with that. I find myself going to these forums and getting different. And you know, you go to one forum, you read one thing. You go to another forum, you read another. It's so confusing. There's, there's, as you described it earlier today, a holy war between people, people that like between AT- AMD and Intel and between, Nvidia and ATI. It's, it's and, terrible. Yeah. And you know, having I can't even buy. I got I got to read through pages and pages of uh, instruction manual on a motherboard to figure out if the RAM that I buy is going to be compatible. This is so anti. It's, it's, it's so anathema to me after years of, you know, just buying a Mac all in one and knowing that it's going to work. It's, it's, you know, this is fun for some people, the same kind of people that like to tinker around with their cars on a weekend. I get that. Um, but it's, it's just building a PC these days is very confusing. There are so many options. It's, it's really quite bewildering. Well, that, but, you know, what's funny is you ended up, like, after having all these big conversations, you ended up pretty much building that $1,500 PC that we built two months ago, three months ago now. Yeah, with some well, tweaks. I mean, I used that as a baseline, yeah. then, and you gave me a few tweaks. Yeah, well, so we made a little bit, a little bit of adjustments. We ended up right around $1,400. $1,400 for what I think is a very capable machine, Core i5. And uh, minimal failure points, which is yeah, the key. And that's, that's the thing. Yeah. No, no, like, no, nothing fancy. No drives or any of that. Right. No dual stuff. GPU video cards, nothing crazy. No crossfire, right. none We're, of that business. Just, just one video card, one CPU. Four gigs of memory. Yeah, I a mean, big you, hard drive. When you break it down, there's really very few components involved. It's pretty it's, straightforward it's these simple. days. Yeah. So, so anyway, we'll be doing a live show uh, one evening, probably around the normal whiskey media f- live show starting time of four p.m. Uh, we'll go until the machine's built. We'll keep it going. What's, and, uh, what, what's your time estimate on from beginning to complete boot up when we've got a, a working system? I mean, system? I figure there'll be some time for talking and talking about component choices and stuff like that. So, I mean, I figure we'll take an hour, hour and a half to, to get all everything done and Windows installed. And, you know, I said, I, I said before, you know, as, as well as being able to save a little bit of money by building your own PC, I think, it, you know, it's fun. You learn stuff. And I think, you know, you're, you feel more satisfied. Well, it's the pride of ownership. It's satisfying yeah. to know that you built that thing with your own hands. You feel very... And you know, very no crapware. I mean, you go out and buy, oh, God, a, buy no a machine from way. Dell, oh, my God. HP, whoever. It's going to be loaded with shit that oh, you don't Oh, my God. Need. My friend so, just bought a Dell XPS laptop last year, and I was playing around with it. And it was so bloated with all their uh, UI stuff over the top and, you know, custom photo management software and all this crap that, you know, there's nothing quite like a clean install. So anyway, uh, look forward to that. We'll post more information on the site. I'm sure we'll get a uh, big uh, banner with Gary on it showing him building the PC. And this will be a live broadcast? We're going to do it live on the internet using Justin oh, TV. Working, working without, without uh, a net. That, well, you know, that's, that's the way it goes sometimes. you gotta, you got to live on the edge. So uh, so anyway, keep an eye peeled for that. Uh, anything, anything wants to plug? Norm, you got anything to plug? 
Nope, I like Penny Arcade. Oh yeah, Penny Arcade. You just finished a Penny Arcade run. Uh yeah. Um uh Gabe and and uh and Tycho were were is it Tycho or Tico? I never know how Tyco. to pronounce Tyco. 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 Gabe and Tycho uh were were kind enough to invite me to to guest write for them while they were away at Comic Con. So you did an automata. Automata, which is their kind of robot noir universe that yes. they created last year, along with Lookouts and Jim Dark Magic. Right. Uh, they created these properties, you know, to try and inspire interest. You got the best of the three, I think. I mean, Lookouts was great. I but... loved Lookouts. I voted for Automata. That was the so one that I. spoke to That's me the I most. And I met uh, I met uh, Jerry and Mike at uh, GDC this year when they got their Ambassador Award. Okay, cool. And spoke to them a few and just said, hey, you know, I love the site, but I really liked Automata. I think you guys could do more with it. And uh, they said, hey, we're going to be at Comic-Con. Uh, someone needs to write the site. Do you want to... We'll hook you up with an artist. Do you want to write a little a little story? Awesome. So I did a five part story, and it was it's fantastic. Very well received. Really just, just ended uh, just ended Monday. yesterday. Yeah, yeah yesterday. Monday was the last one that went up. But you you can you can scroll back through the archives and, and see the story if uh, you haven't read it yet. Yeah, hi- highly recommended. Can't wait to see uh, you know uh, what happens. We'll see next. what's next. But yeah. it's good to have uh, Gabe and Tycho back. As much as I was enjoying writing it, I actually kind of missed. The regular I mean, strip. It, so it's when pretty it came thin. back today, I was quite pleased yeah, to the, see the, it back. The blood and oil bit was pretty thin on dick and fart jokes. So, you know, and, and mindless violence was entirely missing. And now you know it will be back. Yes. So uh, so anyway, that's it for the show this week. Uh, as always, thanks for listening. If you have feedback, leave us a comment. Post on Facebook. Post on Twitter. Uh, all the normal stuff applies. For Norman Chan and Gary Witta, I'm Will Smith. Thanks for listening, and we will see you guys uh, well next week. <laughs>